Google Where did what? you find the second corn dole? Um, at the flea market. Hannah wouldn't let me put a condom on that one. I Why didn't not? Want, because I didn't want to get lube all over it. Oh, that's true. I could have just wiped it off. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. It's such a wonderful time. It's a whiskey night. And, and not even because of episode content. Just life content. Just life content. It's the holidays. I think if you're not stressed, you're not doing it right. Sure is the holidays. And you know what really sucks? What's that? Is up until now, like up until this weekend, mm-hmm. I'd been feeling pretty okay. Like, you know, a little bit of stress, like, okay, because are the dogs going to get a spot at the boarding place? And, Mm -hmm. like, what's our plan? And, like, okay, we've got to drive up. Just, you know, like, totally manageable, normal stress. I had actually been, like, super in the holiday spirit. I was looking forward to this weekend, you know, getting uh, Santa pictures for Critter. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, anytime I was out... you know, Target or, you know, doing some other shopping. It was super Uh crowded, but I didn't let it get me down. I was super friendly. There was a poor mom there who had a toddler who was flinging Mm. his bag of pretzels everywhere and he spilled pretzels all in the aisle. I was like, it's okay here. And I tried to sweep them out of the way and just, (laughs) you know, do another, a nice thing to help out. And just, I've been friendly and very nice and gracious to all these people. Uh And now I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to scream. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. But I had definitely been all in the holiday spirit of, you know, being nice to your neighbor. Yeah. Except my actual neighbor. Yeah. Uh, fair. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm on the same boat with you. I told you mm-hmm. about my, my food lion run. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I have experienced a, a small Christmas miracle this season, which is that my f- <laughs> favorite... Um, coffee creamer is back in stock and this is a big deal for me because now I don't have to spend all of my money on Starbucks. I think I remember last year you like stockpiled it. You had like eight bottles in your fridge at once. Yeah. Now I have five. Um, this was completely by random. I was just doing a, a Walmart pickup order mm-hmm. and I checked and I, I didn't let myself get excited until I had the bottles in my car and check to make sure that they were... Because, you know, sometimes Walmart pickup will, like, screw you over and they'll be like, yeah. oh, we had to substitute it. But we're not going to tell you about it until you're home. So I'm very excited because I've been enjoying my coffee again, which is a big deal to me. But yes, I I feel you with holiday stress. I've also realized that I leave for, like, my parents in a couple mm-hmm. days and I'm definitely still, like... I have a, a, a fairly substantial sewing project to finish before that. I know. I have several knitting projects that just are not happening. Yeah. Like, you get other gifts. Sorry. Yeah. Also, we I'll had... get you knitted things next year or throughout the year. Yeah. <laughs> we had... Uh, Jarek and I were also in a car accident last week. Which was super I heard. Fun. Uh, <laughs> so glad you guys are okay. Yeah, we're fine. a little crunched. A little crunched. Um, I get to drive a really cool rental. I was wondering if that was a friend visiting or if it was a rental because your car seemed fine and drivable and stuff. It does appear fine and drivable. However, if you look at it closely, it's not. Um, Also, all of my airbag lights are on, Mm. uh, which we thought it was fine and drivable. And then all my airbag lights came on and we're like, oh, never mind. We're not going to drive that. So uh, we're letting entrance figure everything out but i have a car to drive which is and it's a nice car so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy about that it's pretty thank you well do you want to open some presents okay. i assume these are for mine for me yes those are for your <laughs> <laughs> my brain is not here that's okay i'm, sorry. That's I'm okay. very tired i feel like these are appropriate presents then so there's two things in here. <laughs> the best part of an audio <laughs> podcast is listening Hearing to things. other people open gifts. Oh, 
I love these. There's some Hannah earrings. I heard you mention that you liked those, but with the dangle hooks. Yeah, I did. So I've made just some new ones. I'm going to wear those on Christmas when I give your other earrings that I bought to fam. Oh, pretty. So I have a funny story with this. It's a spinny ring. Yeah, it's a spinny ring. It's a fidgety ring. Let's see. Okay. So I don't know if it's going (laughs) to... Okay. I texted your husband and I was like, I have a question for you. Um... I was like, what size ring does Katie wear? And he was like, well, sh- I don't know. And I was like, what the f***? You bought her a ring. Years ago. And he was like, well, if you had asked me a couple years ago. And he was like, does 16 and a half sound right? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't sound right at all. Maybe for an ogre. <laughs> because that's what he eventually landed on. I feel like this feels small for a seven. This feels like a six. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I, my fingers are swollen because of my eczema flare-up. Okay. Well, I can't wear my regular rings right now. It can be returned and exchanged if you need it to oh, be. I'll let you know. It's, but I like it. It's got moons and stars yeah. on it. It's cute. And I it's, thought of you, though, with the fidgety yeah. stuff. I've actually thought about getting... There are several books that I've read that have characters who are mm-hmm. neurodivergent, mostly autism, but a lot of them talk about their um, like fidget necklaces or mm-hmm. stem necklaces, and I'm just like, nice. I might want a fidget necklace, but no, this will work for I sure, because them. I already spin my yeah. rings, but when they're not fitting properly because I'm <laughs> swollen, because winter and yeah. eczema, but this is cute. I'm glad you like it. Thank you, Ring. And I did, I mean, I thought about getting it in a 16 and a half just for fun. See, it'll eventually fit when my fingers go back to normal. I also thought, like, sometimes people wear them, I mean, not, like, permanently, but they'll just put them, like, at the top of their finger just so they can, like, mess with it. Yeah. And I might, I mean, some people wear pretty decorative rings on, like, their upper knuckles, and I've always liked that look. Very Phoebe Buffet look. Yes, I've always liked that Mm. look, but I don't have very feminine, delicate hands to pull it off. I do. I mean, I mean, sixteen and a half sized fingers. (laughs) I'm gonna look up how I'm gonna. I'll get us a visual at some point. I'll measure how long sixteen and a half is, and then because like the largest I think I've seen is like nine or something. Well, my rings are eights. So, whatever, double that. Yeah, so I think I've had a nine for a thumb ring before. Yeah. These are pretty. I like how dainty they are. Thank you. One day I hope to get a second one. Band, not like Yeah. I mean, I mean diamonds too, Jarek, if for, you're listening. I'm not. You know, Jarek's just your first husband. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris Evans. <laughs> or Josh Allen. You know, either or. Mm-hmm. We're not picky here. Okay, that's also for you. I like the jungle wrapping paper. Thank you. I was thinking about doing a jungle theme for Critter's birthday. Hmm. You should. (laughs) Is it a book? (gasps) It's a journal. I thought Ah. since you started journaling again. Yes. (laughs) And it's got the critter on it. I love this one. Yay, I'm glad you like it. Oh, it's so cute. The critter that captured my heart. That's precious. Walgreens had a sale on photo stuff, and I was like, journal for Katie. That's so cute. So. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You had a theme. It was mental health stuff. Yes. Anyway. Could tangentially be related to the theme of your presence. Oh, good. I mean, listen, mental health, always good. 
Merry Christmas. That's my spinny ring. Do you want to open our mystery gift? Sure. Do you have any scissors? Um, that's a great question. Let's look around. Oh, yes. Hold on. <laughs> my fabric scissors. <gasps> no, absolutely not. Oh, that is a on. crime. It... No, that is a crime. Just to do this. No. Oh, any gosh. other sewists listening <laughs> would also be screaming at you right now. Oh, my gosh. Just to cut the thing. Hold nope. On. I will have no part in this. Fine. Hold on. I don't want to. Oh, here we go. Fabric shears are for fabrics only. There you go. I think I know who this is from, but I'm I don't want to say it until we get into it. Oh, it also says this size side up fragile handle with care. Fragile, which I did not notice. Well, I am at least handling it with care. Good. I don't think Jarek handled it with care the other day. So. Jarek handle anything with care. <laughs> Ooh, okay, let's see. Um, <gasps> ooh. Oh, it's from Etsy. Do you already know what it is? <laughs> I do. <laughs> doesn't have a, uh, doesn't have a, a from. Sounds amazing, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's not a murder of crows without probable Oh my gosh, that's cute. That is so amazing. Okay. That's an awesome mug. It's a coffee mug, everyone. And we don't know who it's from? I think it's from Amanda. Because she told, she recently sent us a message saying, look out for something in the mail. Also, it says coffee. <laughs> that is. Oh. Cool. oh. I want to get a picture My of gosh, that. My gosh, this is amazing. That needs to go on our shelf. I know. Here, move. Should I take my whiskey out of the way? Never. Okay. Is the mug from you? Okay, so we'll just leave that there. And wait. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I love that so much. It's so it's fun. really cute. Nope. Yes! Ah! Yes! <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. It's adorable. We love it so much. I... Okay, well, obviously we'll share custody of it, but I'm obviously going to be drinking not just about, coffee out of it. I was about to say, you are absolutely allowed to, um, you know, keep it... <laughs> um, but basically, don't bring it to work. It can either live on the shelf oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. in your kitchen. But, you know, when I'm over, every now and then you need to bring it out and drink your wine out of it for me so I can oh, yeah. see it. Let's see. Maybe it can also be for, like, weeks like this. If you've had a particularly bad week, you get the murder the murder mug. Yeah, the murder mug. <laughs> when, when you feel like murder. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Okay. I'm telling her we love what we're talking about on the podcast right now. Okay. Oh... I do love this. Oh, I should mention... Where's this? Let me give a shout out to the shop it came from. Oh, yeah. It came from Mind Rooster on Etsy, <laughs> which also love. And it's called... It's great quality mug. I know. White and black two-tone ceramic mug. <laughs> For new graduate law students, crow lovers. <laughs> <laughs> we are one of those. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, one of them. I mean, we were new graduates at one point of something. Yeah. Didn't have to say what. Well, on the bright side, uh, I forgot to mention, we do have a new addition to the drinking game. Um, See something about shotgunning a beer. <laughs> I didn't notice it until like a few days ago. Apparently when Connor came to let Kelly out for mm -hmm. us, uh, he added a rule. Connor is, is Jarek's brother, everyone, if you didn't know this. <laughs> Um, it says shotgun a beer whenever Connor calls or texts during recording. Does he I know think. we're recording? Probably not. So I think we're safe, probably. Safe. I'll do it. Hell, I haven't been shotgunned a beer in a while. I mean, if we have beer here. I think we only have bottles of beer here. Can't shotgun those. Can't shotgun those. <laughs> but if, uh, I mean, if Connor's providing the beer. I'll there shotgun. we go. 
I tried to catch Bianca. Um, so we both were gift gifted from the college these like commemorative coins. <laughs> Listen, it's a weird thing. Uh-huh. And while I was sitting at the table of this like breakfast we were at, being like, "What the fuck <gasps> are we supposed to do with these?" The president of the college was like, "Oh, I'll tell you." Apparently, it's a military thing, and one of the things you can do is like challenge each other with them. So if you like see someone like pong. Or like, pogs. Like, no, um, it pogs. It's like, uh, what's the thing with, um, like, icing someone? Oh, ice? smearing off ice? Yeah, it's like that. So, like, if you see someone who you know has a coin. So, like, they do it in the military. So you would go up to them and you say, do you have your coin on you? Because you're supposed to keep it with you at all times. And if they don't, they're supposed to buy you a beer or a drink. Mm-hmm. And if they do, you have to buy them a drink. And so I tried to pull it on Bianca last night, but she had hers on her. <laughs> So I owe her a drink. <laughs> Technically. That's great. But anyway, are you ready for our fun, fun story? The way you're saying that and the face you're making says it is not fun. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I do have a surprise at the end. You mentioned that. Okay. The story itself, perhaps some might say is not fun. Um, are any of our episodes fun? I thought last like, week's was kind of fun. I mean, we have fun, for sure. <laughs> but, like, when you get down to the topic itself. I will say that... I know we had a lot of fun last week, because I had popcorn, and yeah, I was having was a fun. grand old time. <laughs> I think that if I was able to make what I will tell you at the end of this into a whole episode, we would say that that's fun. Okay. It didn't fit our parameters, though, so I couldn't make it a fun. A full episode. So for now, I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of Juan Pedro Martinez, which technically does not involve child murder. Okay. So I'm still okay. <laughs> You're me. allowed to cover those stories too, or like, I just going to give you shit <gasps> for it. There's one I'm holding off on, just because I keep imagining telling you about it, and I'm like, <laughs> God, this feels awful. Um, Okay. So, Juan Pedro, I'm going to show you his picture, which is, tell me this doesn't look like he should be in a soap opera. Uh, for sure. <laughs> so cute. Um, he, he was born, oh, I hope I got this right and didn't just mess this up. I have January 1st, which means he's a New Year baby. Hmm. I hope that's not a typo. Um, he was born in 1976 to parents Andres, um... I hope I'm saying that right, too. Wow. I didn't look up any of this. Um, <laughs> well, it's like Andre, but with an S. Mm-hmm. Andres? Andres. Okay. Andres Martinez and Carmen Gomez. And Juan was uh, really good at school. He really liked learning. He was a good-natured kid. And he had a really good relationship with his parents and his grandparents. They lived, or him and his parents lived in Murcia, Spain, which is in the southeastern part of Spain. So Andreas was a truck driver, and sometimes he would take Juan with him on shorter trips. And in 1986, when Juan was nine, he read about the Basque region of Spain, which, listen, I tried to do some minimal research on this. (laughs) From what I can tell, it's, like, where Spain and France meet. Okay. So, like, part of the Basque region is in France. Part of it is in Spain. It's a thing. Okay. Anyways, Juan read about it. Juan probably knew a lot more about it than I did. (laughs) And uh, he was really excited. So he asked his dad, hey, next time you have a delivery up there, can I go with you? Because I really want to see this place that I learned about. Dad was like... Sure. Um, next time I have a delivery, I'll take you. You just have to promise that you will keep your grades up. Which, of course, Juan's yeah, that like... That seems like a typical yeah. parent thing. And Juan's, like, an excellent student. So he's like, sure. No sweat. <laughs> yeah. So in June of that year, the opportunity comes up. So Andres has a delivery scheduled for 2,000 liters, which is about 5,200 gallons of sulfuric acid going to Bilbao in Biscay, uh, which is a province in Spanish Basque. 
um, which just know that it is in northern Spain. Okay. Um, so this is like about eight hours north. And Juan, like we said, grades are good, so he gets to go along. And Carmen comes with them just... Make it a whole family Make thing. it a whole family trip. So... Did they say exactly what it was about this region that fascinated him so much that he wanted to see it? They did not. Okay. I think he was just one interested in seeing other places, sure, probably. Yeah. Don't blame him. So, they left on June 25th, and again, this was supposed to be an eight-hour trip, and I'm assuming that they left, like, not in the morning. <laughs> they left, like, probably later in the day. Because they stopped in a town called Las Pedroneras, Pedroneras? Um, to sleep. And then the next morning, they stopped again in Maison Hermano for breakfast. So if you look at your dossier, okay. um, I have a map for you. Oh, excellent. The southern part is where they started. And then I put two X's for their first stop and then their second stop. Okay. And then... Up here is where they're planning on going. Okay. So there is some foreshadowing in the map, obviously. (laughs) So they're starting again on June 26th, and they reach the Somosierra Mountain Pass, which is that area that I have circled. circled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's just north of Madrid. And at this point, for unknown reasons... Andres starts driving his truck erratically, according to witnesses. This is a mountain pass. So these are now mountain roads. So steep, (laughs) windy roads. Yeah. Steep inclines. Not roads that you would want to necessarily be particularly Mm -hmm. reckless on. Especially when driving a large truck. Yes. Full of acid, (laughs) mind you. So, um, he is driving at high speeds. Um, at one point he runs a car off the road. He sideswipes another car and takes the mirror off of it. Um, and he even rear-ended a car and that car had to pull over. Probably didn't have to, but probably was like, this is the the right thing to do. So Andreas continues driving erratically. He eventually reaches speeds close to 90 miles an hour. And eventually, he hits another truck head-on, I think as it comes, like, around a corner. Mm. And this causes Andreas's truck to, like, go off the road and overturn. This spills the sulfuric acid everywhere. So police arrive. Everyone's freaking out. Immediately, they have to bring in, like, thousands of pounds of lime to, like, soak up all of this sulfuric acid there's a river really close by, so they're like, of course. let's try not to get all this in the river. The cab of the truck had completely buckled during the crash. And so when police get onto the scene, they find that Andreas and Carmen had been killed on impact. What they don't find is anyone else in the truck. They actually didn't know that there was anyone else besides Carmen. That was supposed to be. In the yeah. <laughs> Besides Carmen and Andreas, um, it was 10 hours before they realized that there was a child that had been there that they were supposed to be looking for. Yeah. (laughs) So. That's going to delay the the timer. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So once they figured this out, they obviously began searching, like, Uh the wreckage. They did find some of his clothes, and they found some children's cassettes um, inside the cab. You know, evidence that a child should have been there. Yeah. No other traces of him. So their first thought was perhaps he was thrown from the truck, covered in sulfuric acid, and... (laughs) And dissolved. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. That theory that was you real, absolutely should that was a real theory for a while. You absolutely should, and thankfully, some chemists were like, I don't know, part of the police department or just like close by when they said this, and they were like, No, 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 no. no. that's not how. That's not how this works. That's, that's not, not how any of this works. <laughs> not how this works. I did Google how long it takes for a body to dissolve in sulfuric acid. 
Well, first I Googled can, body. can you dissolve a body in sulfuric acid? Just so my Google internet history was like mm-hmm. thoroughly yep. tainted. That's why you use incognito mode. <laughs> and I got on like chemistry.com or something mm-hmm. legitimate sounding. And so the answer was? The answer was yes, it can, but it takes several days. And also... So more than 10 hours. More than 10 hours. It takes like five days. But also, even after a body is, quote, completely dissolved, uh, there's still lots of stuff left behind. Mm -hmm. Fingernails, hair, teeth. There's an episode of Bones that that happened. A body was found in a bathtub and it was... I can't remember if it was sulfuric acid or not, but it was some, you know, dissolving thing. But there was, you know, bits and pieces still that existed. I think I'm going to have to start watching Bones. You really should. You'd like it. I probably would. Also, I think we're going to have to start adding Bones to our drinking game. Supernatural and Bones are our most referenced. It just seems like like a... I don't know, like something where I could... I like the storylines enough and it's dark enough to keep my attention, but not too dark. And there's good, interesting characters. Yeah, like I like... Emily Deschanel? Yes. Okay. I was like, Zoe Deschanel's sister? Yeah. No, she's a good actress, but like, you know, there's the fun, quirky side characters. There's yeah. like the the lab assistant that's and like great. The hot, and, uh, and then that guy. David Boreanaz. That guy. Yeah. I like him. As the, the hot FBI guy. The eye candy. Yeah. 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 So Bones came along and was like, uh, that's not possible, everyone. And the investigators were like, thank you, Bones. Uh, we'll move on to another theory. <laughs> so they put up missing posters of Juan everywhere. Because they now were like, okay, I guess he didn't. I guess the easy solution didn't work. He hasn't been dissolved. He hasn't Darn. been dissolved. They were hoping to close that case. I know. They were hoping that it was like the most shocking and also the easiest case to mm-hmm. close. So they put up. Pictures of Juan everywhere. They used that adorable little soap opera picture of him. I mean, he was in a sailor's costume. I know. Didn't he look older than nine, though? Definitely. I thought he was, like, 13. I know. Also, I would be kind of mad, though, if that was the picture for all of my wanted posters. Yeah. But come on, guys. I mean, I'm going to... I got to set aside... Go ahead and send me the photo that you want. For I will. Th- Actually, you know, that should go in your uh, If I Go Missing folders. <gasps> oh, yeah. Is, this is the photo that. you should use for my, my missing photo. I, I should update it, like, uh, you know, quarterly or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I gave you a haircut. And I guess I should make sure it's not one of, like, the really cute ones where I have, like, a Snapchat filter. <laughs> I... <laughs> I used, um, I finished that book for Jarek because uh-huh. we did Christmas um, yesterday for each other. Background, everyone. I did a couple's book for Jarek, which is only hilarious and significant because his high school girlfriend, Amanda, um, did one, and which was sweet and, and nice of her to do when they were like 16, but then it's, it remained... And then I inherited it. <laughs> Anyways, I found the same one on eBay for 10 bucks, and I spent time filling it out, which was very hard to do. But at the beginning, you're supposed to find a picture of you and a picture of the per- other person. So I found my favorite picture of Jarek, which was from our honeymoon. And then I was like, okay, I got to find a picture of me where I look just, like, really cute. And I'm just, like, going through my phone. <laughs> all the pictures on my phone are, like... Of my dog. Yeah, or... I have, like, zero pictures of me on my phone. Right? Okay. So, I'm going through it, and I was like, oh, this one's really cute. And it was literally a, the, a selfie I took of myself when my hair looked nice, and it's got a Snapchat filter on it. And I was like, well, we using it, because I look cute, and it's got a nice glow on me. Yeah. But if we use that for a missing poster, no one will find me. <laughs> no one will recognize I me. I do look like this. They're going to be looking for a girl with pretty hair and glowing skin and a... I feel like you should take a picture of me right now. Yeah, so, you know, dirty hair. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed my clothes all day. It's been a rough day, y'all. And honestly, truthfully, I mean, I thought about gone grilling myself the other day. <laughs> Which I probably shouldn't admit on this, but... Yeah. Jared, cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I shouldn't tell people what I'm going to look like if I'm gone grilling. Because then the point is, I don't want to be found. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, 
Yeah, cut that part out, Jared. No one needs to know if I got girl myself. I want people to think that you did it. That's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they also uh, searched the area um, around the the crash. Um, so like mountainous wilderness areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did pretty extensive searches. Didn't find any trace of him. So it's not like he, like, wandered off and they, you know, found him or didn't find him. The last confirmed sighting of him was June 26, around 6 a.m. when the family had stopped in Mason El Mano for breakfast. Mm-hmm. There was a waitress that remembered serving them. Juan had a glass of milk and a pastry. And the waitress told police that nothing seemed off with the family, that they just we're getting breakfast and then leaving. Meanwhile, police were also investigating the crash itself. The tachometer. 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 Okay, I was right. Second guess myself. Um, the tachometer that was tachometer. on. Tachometer. Tach- what am I saying? Tach- you're saying tachometer. It's tachometer. 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 That was, okay, whatever. The thing on the truck that measures the engine's revolutions per minute. Was recovered. And this is what showed uh, that Andreas was going as fast as 86 miles per hour. But it also showed that he made 12 stops during a 20-minute time period right before the crash. And the stops ranged anywhere from 1 second to 20 seconds long. And um, other truck drivers who were familiar with the area said that making one stop on a mountain road like that would be super unlikely. There wasn't, like, heavy traffic or, like, it's not like they were stopping to traffic where mm-hmm. they were stopping for long periods. So, it was really strange that he was just making random stops. Mm-hmm. They also found, and this is debatable, um, they also found that there had been a mechanical failure in the brakes, which had caused the crash. This is why I say it's debatable. <laughs> Several English language sources cited that there was no failure in the brakes. And they were like, ooh, weird. No problems were found with the brakes. Mm-hmm. But then several Spanish language sources that I used Google Translate to read, I think said, no, there were definitely problems with the brakes. Okay. So I'm not sure... I'm going to go with their work. conspiracy. I know. I'm like... The English speakers. Were there problems or weren't there problems? <laughs> I don't know. Something was going on with the brakes. So naturally, with a mysterious crash and two people dead and one child missing, uh, rumors and, like, sightings mm-hmm. kind of start to come up. So one of these came from a witness at the scene. Um, remember the driver who got rear-ended by the truck? hmm Okay. So, he said that when he pulled over, a white van also pulled over to help him. And out of the white van came a tall man with a mustache and a blonde woman. Um, and both of these people looked Nordic. Okay. They both came to, like, help him. hmm The woman said she was a nurse, and so she was like... Let me check you out. Yeah. And then two shepherds in the area. <laughs> what is this, a nativity scene? Yeah. This is why I picked it, of course. Two shepherds who were tending their flocks at night. Later said... We saw a star <laughs> later, on the back of that truck that just hit you, so we followed it. They later... <laughs> this really is like a nativity scene. <laughs> There's like a mysterious Did child. Did they go visit them in the <laughs> hospital and bring gifts? No, they're they're mysterious shepherds. They said uh, that they saw the same mustachioed man and blonde woman approach the truck after it had crashed and remove a small package from it. How small are we talking? Like... A duffel bag that can hold a nine-year-old or, like, a ring box okay. or somewhere in between. Here's the thing. So, so some sources said, like, a small package. Some sources said a small package. Or perhaps Juan himself. 
And I'm like, you need to be Which more one is specific it? about what size, like, what- A small package or what a child. toots a small package. Or what seems to be a large child. I'm sorry. He looks large for his age. Oh. I mean, like, not in a bad way. Just- no. Just tall. Tall for his age. Grown. Which one? Yeah, which one? And when did they have time to put him in a duffel bag? Like, <laughs> I or, <laughs> and you know what? The police did not get a chance to ask the shepherds because the shepherds disappeared. The police could never talk to them. <laughs> so it could never be corroborated. And the awesome. mustachioed man and woman also disappeared and could never be contacted by police. You know, they pro- it was probably frankincense and myrrh that they removed. Yeah. That's, what, that's my guess. Because those can come in small packages. Yeah. Gold, frankincense, myrrh, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Smallish. Yeah packages a popular theory um about what's going on other than he was dissolved oh in a yeah mere 10 hours other than the 10 hour dissolving acid it was special acid probably mm. was that andreas was somehow caught up in some drug stuff perhaps unwillingly okay um so some people think that maybe juan had been taken by whatever criminal organization Andreas was working for, and that he was being used as incentive for Andreas to either complete his delivery or pay some kind of debt that he owed. Okay. Um, and that Andreas driving erratically was because... He was worried. He was worried or... Or in a hurry. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, possibly. It just... I don't know. doesn't hold a lot of water to me. What if I told you that a year after the crash, the truck was searched again and investigators found a secret compartment with drugs in it? I mean... <laughs> I just... I don't like their specific theory about... Like, I didn't have a problem with that he might be involved in drugs. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not ideal. You don't ever want your, the, the star yeah. on your... your... <laughs> story to be involved in drugs i i feel like if drugs were involved the way that he was driving it sounds like yeah maybe one was taken at Mm -hmm. like where they stopped for breakfast it Uh sounded like maybe he was taken afterward and probably was being used as incentive but like with the erratic driving and stuff i feel like maybe he was even on drugs at that point oh Maybe dipping into his own product. I'm thinking... Sampling the merchandise. Yeah. Doing the cocaine. I'm guessing on what kind of drug I it was. I would go with meth or something. I don't really know well, what kinds of... I'm not saying I would go with meth as in <laughs> I would do it. Uh, I'm just going to clarify. go for some meth right now. <laughs> totally go for some meth. <laughs> you know what I haven't had in a while? Mm. Battery acid and Sudafed. Oh, great combo! Wow, I mean, I have some double A batteries. If that'll help I'll you, put you on one. Sure, thanks. Yeah, I'll just after this, though, we'll we'll I'm finish this. Getting a little this itchy. <laughs> I get them from my mom. She every. <laughs> this is actually a true story. This is a fun thing. Uh, one of those fun adult things. Mm-hmm. Every time I go home to visit my parents, my mom sends me home with a Ziploc full of batteries. <laughs> And I never thought I would look forward to that. But now I have a gallon freezer bag full of AA batteries. It's like when you get older and you're like, and someone asks you, what do you want for Christmas? And you're like, I could really use some socks. Yeah. I'm Listen, I bought, I put underwear in Jared's stocking and, and I was excited because I, really I got that shit on sale. Got a two pack for $4 at Target. That good You realize Jared's on a list? Oh, wait, you guys already did. Yeah, we already did that. That's fine. He knows about it. He should be wearing it. Jarek, if, if you haven't taken a shower yet, go take a shower and put on your new underwear. I need a shower. It's okay. We we all do. I mean, not me, because I already took one today. <laughs> <laughs> you can use a shower. You can use a shower at my house. Yeah, you can definitely a use a shower. You can take a shower at my house if you want to. I just don't have the time and when i have the time i have don't have the energy or the you desire know we can pretend that we're recording next week and you can just come over here <laughs> if 
for a couple hours. And maybe. Maybe. We got a fun new thing in our shower where you can put your phone in a compartment and it sticks to the wall and you can watch stuff while you shower. That's why I need to read my book while I shower. It's great. It was like 10 bucks on Amazon. Solid. I've used it twice. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So some people, this is another theory. Okay. This is kind of a choose your own adventure situation. All right. I'm, I'm down. Okay. So remember that in this crash, um, the cab of the truck was like smushed in. Two adults were killed immediately on impact. Also, big trucks like this in mm-hmm. the UK look different than they do in the US. In mm-hmm. the US, they've got that big nose on the front. Mm-hmm. In the UK, they're a lot yeah. flatter on mm-hmm. the front. So, um, they're kind of like, have you ever been in a, a Volkswagen bus? No. <laughs> I haven't. It's a little wild that you are like, there's just a sheet of metal Ooh, that... between your seat and, like, yeah, anything that's... out front. So it's it's a little trippy um, how close you are. And that, that very much reminds me of pictures that I've seen of yeah. these big trucks in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, no, there's there's not a whole lot. It's like if you're if you're driving down the road right now and you're next to an 18-wheeler in the US while you're listening to this podcast and thinking like how did that smoosh them? No, there was like there's no no. Yeah. yeah. So, suspend your disbelief for a little bit cuz some of okay. these uh theories depend on the idea that one body can survived. be dissolved in a matter of hours. No. Uh, that Juan survived the crash. Got it. I mean, that's not implausible. No. So this first one, he doesn't survive. He His body is thrown from the cab, but thrown uh, all the way to the nearby river. And then just carried away. Um, and was not ever identified. So if it was found, it just mm-hmm. wasn't identified. Okay. Possible. Possible. Another theory is that he survived and uh, was burned by the acid when he got out and somehow wandered down to the river uh, looking to soothe his burns. And he either uh, died of his injuries on the way um, and no one found him, I guess, or fell into the river when he got there. Okay. Both of which I like that one less. I know. Another theory says that he survived the initial crash, but got a head injury that caused amnesia. And so then he wandered away from the scene and was picked up by strangers who either A, (laughs) tried to take him to the hospital, but he died on the way. And then they just got rid of his body because they're sketchy people. (laughs) Yes, there's a lot of like very specific things that have to happen. Uh-huh. Or B, these strangers just took him to start a new life because he couldn't tell them anything about himself, and I guess they didn't see any of the posters with his face on them, or didn't think that they should take this strange injured <laughs> child to the police. His family believes that he was kidnapped by drug traffickers and that he's still alive, which is something that. The family. My theory is that he was to. not in the vehicle in the accident. At yeah, all. I think he was removed from the vehicle somewhere between where they stopped for breakfast mm-hmm. and where they crashed. Yeah, I think that sounds probably most plausible. There is one story that kind of supports the idea that he might have been alive after the. The crash, which is what the family is hoping. Mm-hmm. No confirmation to it at all. I feel like children are more likely to survive car accidents. Now, I'm talking like normal cars, mm-hmm. too. You know, even if they're not in a car seat, which... They should be. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I'm talking about for older <laughs> yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're typically in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also depending on how the accident occurs and all of this. I just, I feel like I've heard and read and seen so many stories where there's a car accident and the adults don't make it, but the kid survives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's something about maybe being in the back seat. They're more yeah. protected or just the way that 
the accident occurs. And I think it's also kind of like how, um, you know, in drunk driving accidents, it's usually the drunk person yeah. is more likely to survive mm-hmm. than the sober person. Um, so I think it's kind of related to that. Yeah. So I'm just saying that if one was in the truck, yeah, it's possible that he could have survived. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he was there. I think if he had been in the truck and had survived, I think someone would have found him. Yeah. I feel like there would have been more obvious evidence of him being there, too. Yeah. Than, you know, some kids' cassettes or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think he he wasn't in in the truck when Mm -hmm. it wrecked. So the one story uh, is some guy. I don't know his name. Uh, but in May of 1987, which was almost exactly a year after the wreck, allegedly met a blind woman, um, in Madrid. And this woman said that she was an Iranian refugee. Um, and she had a boy with her who the man in retrospect thought looked like Juan. And this boy spoke fluent Spanish with a dialect similar to the kind that Juan would have had. And when the man complimented the boy on his Spanish, despite him allegedly being Iranian, the woman got really weird and refused (laughs) to tell him how the boy knew Spanish so well. Uh Um, And this man said he didn't recognize the boy at the time, but after seeing pictures of Juan, he was certain that it was him. Alrighty. So, real rock solid Oh yeah, they're they're even more credible than the shepherds. Yeah. Well, this could be a wise wise man. If you... you, Yeah, yeah. I mean, a year or so later, after... (laughs) After this incident, I'm working really hard to to try and tie this into the, okay. the nativity here. Yeah. Did I mention that he was an immaculately concepted baby? <laughs> concepted. <laughs> Sorry. What, are, what even are words? <laughs> Listen. Concepted. Yeah, that's that's how you say that word now. <laughs> Can't wait to tell Critter about how he was concepted. <laughs> Anyway, I won't. <laughs> um, that that's the end of the story. So um, what's my surprise? I'm getting to that. Okay. Um, I also I'll just say I wasn't able to confirm whether or not this case is still open. Hmm. Um, it's probably closed just on a overtime thing. Yeah. All again, all of my sources were like taken from Spanish language sources. They were, like, English language sources who took their sources from Spanish language sources. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, double translated. And I tried to go back and, like, look at the Spanish language sources. But my browser wasn't doing that thing where it offered to translate it. So I had to, like... That's just rude. Tra- I know. I had to go through and, like, translate chunks of it through Google. Translate. Anyways. The sources will be in the show notes. So mm-hmm. check those if you would like to. But because I want to end on a good note... And because the day that this episode comes out is winter solstice. Uh-huh. So I'm going to tell you a little winter solstice-y thing. Okay, so we get like a little mini bonus story. Little mini bonus story. And also, I thought of you when I read this, and also <laughs> it made me super happy. So I'm just spreading the cheer. <laughs> all right. Okay. So we all know that the date of... Christmas originated with, like, winter solstice, mm-hmm. right? It's not actually Jesus's birthday. Nope. He okay. was most likely born in the summer sometime. Yeah. Um, and we all know that Santa Claus was, like, a Coca-Cola thing. <laughs> or, like, a St. Nicholas thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Or was he? Okay, I'm going to tell you some stuff. I'm, I'm so excited to learn about this. Okay. So, according to actual facts, (laughs) basically all of our Western Christmas traditions, Uh such as Christmas trees, Mm -hmm. Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. presents, Mm -hmm. stockings, Mm -hmm. etc., reindeer, 
all that good stuff. Those are all taken from pagan traditions. They're all borrowed from indigenous peoples from Arctic regions like the Koryaks and the Kamchatl people of Siberia. Okay. Okay. So, in a lot of these communities, winter solstice was observed by ritual guides, rituals guided by shamans. Mm-hmm. Specifically, shamans would collect, and I hope I'm going to say this right, Amanita mushrooms. Are you familiar with Amanita? I'm not. What they look like. Oh, cute. They're so I've pretty. seen those before. I've definitely okay. seen them. Can you describe them to our listeners? Uh, think of like your traditional like cartoon mushroom where yeah. it's a nice red cap with white spots on it. Yeah. Except they're not really white circles. They're actually like little bumpy growths all over. Yeah. Like, like sprinkles or confetti. Yeah. But it's pretty. It's a cute little, nice little red cap. Yeah. Beautiful. White, white stuff. So the shaman is, okay. Is the plural of shaman, shaman, or is it shamans? I have no idea. Okay. Actually. I'm going to say shamans. I, what? Yeah. I, th- I think with an S is fine, okay. right? I didn't look it up. So, shamans collect these mushrooms and ingest them for the hallucinogenic properties. They're highly hallucinogenic. Nice. Yeah, right? I support this. <laughs> and during these trips that they would take, uh, the shamans were said to turn into mythical animals that would fly to the North Star and seek knowledge. They would be granted visions of the future for their communities, and when they returned from their trips, they would share the knowledge that they gathered with the leaders of the communities. Okay, couple things I want to note. First of all, this cool-ass mushroom. Uh-huh. The colors. Red and white. Red like, and white. Like a certain somebody's suit. Literally wearing a white cap. Okay. Or, sorry, a red cap yep. with white with like dots. Little decorative bits. Um, shamans will literally dress like similar to the mushroom um, during these rituals. So they'll wear like red and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a picture of one wearing like a red shirt that had like white spots on it. Mm-hmm. But it's also very cold where they are. So they're wearing like red white robes. F- white fur trim. White fur trim. They're wearing reindeer skin boots. To, you know, walk around in the snow. Amanita mushrooms grow underneath birch or pine trees. So they have these hallucinogenic properties. They're also super toxic. So (laughs) if you see one, don't just eat it. It'll kill you. (laughs) I mean, it'll send you on a trip, but it'll also kill you. So you have to... A trip to hell. A trip to... The afterlife. (laughs) Um, so you have to dehydrate them, mm-hmm. um, or, and probably do other stuff, <laughs> not just dehydrate them. But one of the ways that shamans will dehydrate them was, or is, uh, to hang them from the branches of the trees that they're found under. So, such as fir trees or birch trees. Mm-hmm. Um, or they would put them in stockings and dry them over a fire. They look kind of like ornaments if you imagine them hanging from trees. I'm like so excited about this. (laughs) Um, Another thing is that reindeer can eat the Amanita mushrooms without suffering the toxic effects. So do they trip though? I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, I kind of hope they do, and that the reindeer just think they're flying all the time. Well, I mean, like, aren't there some monkeys that will eat some fruit or something because it (laughs) makes them like drunk or trip? Yeah, probably. I feel like there's some. I feel like I've seen nature documentaries of animals that will eat a specific food because it does it. Yeah, like makes them high. Yeah, like poppies or something. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it is monkeys, probably. Because I mean, I know that there's monkeys (laughs) in like. Costa Rica that will steal your alcoholic drinks, but Mm -hmm. that's different, I think. Those monkeys are just dicks. (laughs) Well, shamans will use reindeer urine Mm -hmm. um, to get the hallucinogenic effects of the mushrooms without the toxicities. Okay. Um, That's one of the ways that they'll do it. Um, So you might say that they have, like, reindeer companions sometimes, or they're, they're very familiar with reindeer. And finally... When the shamans return from their trips with their gifts of knowledge, 
They enter the yurts where the leaders of the communities are waiting. And the entrances to these yurts, because often there's lots of snow, are often the ceilings. And so the shamans, after traveling the world, dressed in big red and white robes, bearing gifts for the community, possibly with a reindeer companion, come in through the roof and spread goodwill and peace to the community. Somebody's in the holiday spirit for Listen, real right now. I was so fucking excited. I don't know why I've never heard this. I, I literally read it. I was I was scrolling through Ranker, and I found this article nice. that was like, it. I think it was even called. It was like this theory about psychedelic mushrooms and Christmas, and then like I started like scrolling more into it like a little bit i was like this isn't a theory this is like literally where all these damn traditions came from obviously you know there's stuff to say you know that different cultures and traditions like Mm -hmm. added their own twist to things so it's not to say that saint nicholas wasn't a real person and whatever but like well and then i know that several of our things especially like our trees is a pagan mm -hmm. tradition right but yeah no the fact that Christmas is held on December 25th is it was specifically because there was pagan celebrations mm-hmm. for the solstice and just other non-Christian yeah religions out there yeah. that celebrated around solstice yeah you know big Christianity was like hell no <laughs> big Christianity <laughs> we can't allow this oh man we're we're going to Soak up all of the attention around solstice, but we're not going to actually celebrate on solstice. We're just yeah. close enough to it so that we take the attention, but not on it. I think I want to start a new Christmas tradition of my own that involves doing making some kind of mushroom craft every year. I support it. I love mushrooms. I have a... I got this groovy new mushroom t-shirt Ooh. from Etsy. Oh, I love it. Just I just... I love mushrooms. Oh, that just... It just made... I don't know. This just made me so happy. I found some mushroom bed sheets that were <gasps> adorable that I really wanted to get for the cabin. You should do it. Were they flannel? I don't think so. Oh, it'd be better if they were flannel. Yeah, more practical because it gets chilly up there. Put them in the guest room and then let me sleep on them. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. <sighs> anyway, that's my... I just had to share that cheer i was literally just grinning from ear to ear when i was reading it you're giddy i know it was that's great it was so fun no i love hearing where traditions come from or even if there really was no you know uh even if this is really not the inspiration Mm -hmm. the fact that there are so many similarities and parallels is still really interesting i know and i just like learning about new cultures and i know so that's that's really cool it's a cute mushroom i know it's a cute mushroom and the reindeer i'm like oh god the reindeer just i don't know that is fun i'm gonna tell my kids that story well if you want to see the picture of cute little Juan in his sailor costume and also this awesome mushroom you can check out our instagram and facebook at the tales we tell podcast if you want to see our pictures of uh those things and our awesome mug <laughs> uh, but you don't do the social media you can still go to our website at the tales we tell podcast.com and i have the hiccups <laughs> And if you need to get some sweet, sweet swag while supporting us, you can go to redbubble.com, search the tales we tell. And if you want to become a patron and get yourself early access, commercial free listening, free stickers, love notes, bonus content, all the goodies, you can go to patreon.com, search the tales we tell and become a patron. And we'll have, you know, you'll have our undying love and support as well. Yep. And that's, that's it for the year. Yeah, insane. Because we we need a break. Oh God, we do. But we're not getting. I know we're not getting them. (laughs) Ah, ah, No, no, let's have time off. It's so hilarious. Um, um, I think you and I just need to run away together for a few (laughs) days. I agree. I'll bring the corndles. We'll say it's a writers' retreat. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, it's a great idea. Mm 
And we won't tell our husbands where we're going. We'll talk about this off mic. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to call and text us constantly. Where's my socks? Where do we, oh, God, where do we keep the forks? In the same drawer they've been in the entire seven years we've lived in that house. Where are the band-aids? Do we have band-aids that are smaller than this? Where are the baby band-aids? Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we hope that everyone uh, else is having a lovely holiday season. And a wonderful solstice. And Yeah, happy solstice. Might be a good time to take a trip, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, I do have some mm-hmm. apples here. I got some Okay, great. Anyways, I hope I sure have some in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a, a safe and wonderful holiday season and New Year's. And no one say anything on New Year's Eve. That's our new tradition for the world, right? Everyone just quietly let the new year yeah, ring in. just celebrate you know like hey you know welcome 2023 we're we're excited to see what happens but you know you do you slowly back out of the room and (laughs) like okay end of 2022 hello 2023 we're going to bed we're done yeah exactly which i think is honestly like the world please don't implode we're gonna i feel like that's like the theme of the new year's eve party this year that's that's the vibe i got from the invite anyways i was like we're doing it low-key this year because the kids and everything so i'm fine with that anyways thank you guys for listening again for another year and we'll see everyone in 2023 in janvier okay bye (laughs) bye (laughs) that's french for january